Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right, this is Andy Liu. I'm back. It's Samus Fendiari. We are at episode number 33. Number, what, 33? And we're not going to do the intro this week. We're not, Sam. Why, are we, why not? No, we're doing. We got a little special thing for. We're messing for up your listeners. flow. <laughs> oh shit! We got um, we got the chase down guys, Justin Rowan and, and Carl Rodriguez, and we're doing a little cross pod. Who this week? How you guys doing? I'm doing, doing good, man. They're, uh Cavs lost tonight. We're recording this on a Tuesday night. Good game against the Bucks. LeBron looked awesome. Um, just a weird game, but a fun one. Here's the, and, here's the, re, the reality of the situation is Justin's triggered. He's got D Rose people in his in his mentions. He's got people yelling at him about Tristan Thompson. He's putting on a brave face, but he's furious. I'm I'm mad, man. I, he's I, mad I don't online. People, everyone jumps in my mentions anytime like Tristan makes a bad play, and like it, it, it would be like if you are the I, official president of the Tristan Thompson fan club. Uh, Dave Zabak's gonna be furious to hear that. He is, but I, I don't care. <laughs> it, it's the Canadian thing. And like People are just going to go after me because I'm Canadian. He's Canadian. It is what it is. The key is to not matter. Mentions? Do and, they jump your mentions over over Stoskis, too? Um, no. no so some, I, get, I get backlash from other Canadians sometimes about like being too low on Stauskas or, or Wiggins and stuff like that. It's like... Where's your pride for your country? And then um, it's what? like, well, no, maybe, maybe I just, uh, maybe I just kind of have my opinions based on how players are playing. But this isn't the Tristan Thompson podcast. Uh, we're obviously no, it's not. It's Thank a Jeremy God. Lin podcast, actually. If we could talk about that injury <laughs> for the next hour, I'm down. See, for me, I, I'm, I would talk about him all day long. See, just I, unlike you, Justin, I have pride. See, <laughs> that's very true. And uh, uh, you know what? If Jeremy Lin was the reason the Nets were doing well, then I could be like, oh, OK, yeah, sure. Boston fans that thought Brooklyn was going to be a playoff team. There's one of the reasons you pointed to. But uh, Spencer Dinwiddie season seems to be the uh, the driving force for the Nets right now. But obviously, we're here to talk about the Christmas game between the Cavs and Warriors. That's why we felt it was fitting to do a crossover pod. Um, I like most matchups between these teams, this one already has an asterisk. 
Um, <laughs> Isaiah Thomas likely out. Steph Curry likely out. Draymond Green. I, I think Draymond's going to play, right, guys? Um, I think so. They, they upgraded him to questionable for Wednesday's game. Um, I don't know if he's going to he's going to play Wednesday or Friday or Saturday, but it kind of sounds like. Uh, by next Monday, he should be good to go. Uh, but on the flip side, like his shoulders apparently just kind of in rough shape, and they're not really giving any sort of details about it. So who knows? Well, luckily it doesn't oh. matter because you won like nine in a row without either of them. But they are right. they are low key not fun to watch at all without Steph or Dre. Ooh, we're we're doing that already within the first. You like, know it's, yeah, yeah, we're doing that already. I, I disagree. Oh. I have so much fun watching them. Oh, you're the depleted worst. squad. Just because they have to try. I've, I, this, this is the height of like spoiled fandom when you, when you follow a team <laughs> that you know just does not even care about trying, right? Like you, you just get excited to see effort in general. So with like, Let's let's see. Monday night against the Lakers, they didn't have Steph, Draymond, Livingston, or Zaza. That's four of your first eight guys in rotation. It was actually kind of fun to watch them like play with some level of um, you know pretty decent energy and effort for majority of the game. So I'm actually Ugh. enjoying it. Plus, Kevin Durant has been out of his mind. Yeah, he and went full scowl season uh, against the Lakers. There <laughs> he did, but before that, it'd been it'd been like you know. 35 10 and 10 efficiently the whole way through so i'll, I'll let him have one you know it was a kobe tribute he had to, he had to give kobe the proper 10 for 29 tribute game by the way for those that don't that think sam is bsing about being excited for the lakers he literally was texting me from like 8 a.m on about how juiced he was for the game against the lakers my for entire me, family is immigrants of course yeah, i was well, excited for it come on <laughs> That's that is true. Mine, mine too. He owns China. My my thing is, I would be excited for a depleted Warriors squad if it was Steph Curry and Scrubs. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Oh, th- there's no, there's no denying it's more fun when this it's is legitly boring though. Like legitly, I'm watching them grind teams, and and like you're not even watching them grind with Draymond Green. Like with Draymond Green, at least like at least he'll, he'll make it fun. Jordan Bell makes it fun. Then you got Steve Kerr pulling him because because he, he makes it too fun by taunting the dude in his face. So. Steve Kerr's <laughs> loving this right now. Like this is like this is his wet dream. Steve Kerr has gone yeah. full Hoosiers. <laughs> Can we just talk about that? This it's was, amazing. This was some this was some Normandale type stuff. Like. Um, <laughs> What's his name? Um, Brandon Ingram dunked on Jordan Bell like two plays before that, which is kind of why Jordan Bell taunted him after he just absolutely destroyed him on a block. And then Kerr, I haven't seen him get up off the bench that fast <laughs> all year. Like he's generally been in preseason mode himself too. Like he, he's like, why do I want to? Why do I want to hurt my back again? Like before the playoffs. So I was surprised so nobody quick. talked about while Kobe was having his jersey retired. Steve Kerr was at the other end measuring how many feet off the ground the the rim was and and motivating <laughs> the team. <laughs> Uh, so it was just um actually he, steve got into it with draymond on the sideline afterwards too because draymond's like I'm why shocked. are you pulling him so it's like the, um anthony slater reported it but i think we'd all seen it going on for the last couple of weeks like um uh draymond's taking jordan bell under his wing which i think is giving steve kerr a panic attack mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like 
you can see why he plays defense the same way Draymond does like just a ton of intensity is really fun. And, but Kerr doesn't want him doing like all the taunting and extracurricular stuff that he just can't control Draymond from doing. It's the battle so for he's Jordan trying, Bell's soul. He, exactly, yeah. He's trying to overcorrect him. He's like, he's a rookie now in a year. He's going to be too good for me to, you know, bench for Kayvon Looney. Like I, like he knows he can't pull that move on Draymond because he's too good and too important to the team. So he just kind of has to tolerate some of Draymond's stuff. But um, he's trying to, like, instill that stuff in Jordan Bell now. And, you know, Draymond's on the other end of it where he, he doesn't see any issues. Like, no, this guy just needs to play with passion and just play his game. I like that so it's, it's like this. It's this, like, battle that only the most spoiled team could possibly have. It's like, yeah. it's like Kerr and Dre just hate each other, but, like, they haven't been able to manifest it for a while. Like, it was just too easy. And, like, they've just been, like, looking for a fight to pick. Like, if Jordan Bell sucked ass, they'd still be fighting about it because they just oh. need – I just think they need to fight. I think it's a, it's really healthy for them to, like, have this war where, like, Dre is the devil on his shoulder and Kerr is the <laughs> angel on his shoulder. And it's oh, just absolutely. this – it's amazing. If Kerr if Kerr had his way, he'd be coaching that the Warriors would be the Spurs. Like he he's as much as he says like Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich are huge influences on him, he's like 90 95% more pop than Phil. Just personality, the way he likes to play basketball, the way he wants like everything set up. Um so like just Draymond who's just kind of, you know, Draymond's Chaos. not a very Spursy, Spursy type of guy, you know. He's he's not Tim Duncan. He's not a, mm. you know, Manu or something like that. He's he plays his own way, and it's it's very effective. He's stack jack. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's it's just always a little bit of a conflict. I don't think there's anything actually to worry about with those two, but it it, it is funny when it it manifests itself. Do you think Kerr's happy again. that his shoulders hurt so that he's not pulling from three? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think Kerr is just excited to be able to use like D League players and just like <laughs> like I said, like he I think he I think he watches Pop like pull these games where none of his stars are playing and he gets like juiced to watch like Nando DeCulo and stuff like that, like back in the day. Like that's Kerr's Kerr just loves that sort of stuff. So I think he's I think he's all about it. We we know he loves Omri. I'm sure he's all about Quinn Cook in there. Doing that whole, um, you know, just just coaching thing. I guess the best way. To play you know, it. Like, you would love, whole, you know, coaching, coaching thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> you would love. That's who Coach Kerr. I'm looking at. I'm looking. You know, you would love Kyle Korver, Chetty Osman. That's who you would love on his team. Mm-hmm. The, who else would he like? Kevin. Barry, Jeff Kevin Green. Love. Jetty Osman would, would be the starting five on the Warriors. Kevin, he would love Kevin Love too. Yeah, he could run the entire offense through him, even if it was no. LeBron. He'd be he'd he'd have he'd have LeBron. He'd be yelling at LeBron to yeah. to set back screens and cut while Kevin Love was passing. Oh yeah, he that, first, but imagine that offense. Oh my god, you guys <laughs> realize really. just how obnoxious you are for like how yes. much you bitch about Steve Kerr, right? Probably a top well, two no coach in the league. Well, no listen, problem. listen. I say he's top two. Sam would drop him for. For Brad Stevens tomorrow. Well, so. I, I mean, Sam's had an interesting arc as a fan. Like he he went from being a Lakers <laughs> fan to being a Warriors fan. Now he's a Celtics fan. So it's like it, it's nice that when we have this crossover pod, we get the nice sample sizes of Cavs takes, Warriors takes from Andy, and then I'm sure we're going to get into Sam Celtics in, in just a matter of minutes. I mean, I, first off, you have to admit, like the weekly 
weird fake woke Kyrie quote is like the best the best basketball content of the week. Oh, it's this, Can we talk about him today, saying that his favorite music is Rent yeah. and Phantom of the Opera? <laughs> that was. Um, <laughs> I think that's something. I think that's something he thinks will attract white women, but it won't. No. And, like, if you're going to go for it, like, you can't pick, like, like the most famous ones. Like, you have to, like, at least pick some, like, somewhat obscure shows. Like, I don't know, man. This dude is so odd. I, I think. The, like, what? Like, I, do you think? I actually. I You know what? If we, if we had. If journalism was actually alive and well in this country, which it's not. But if it was, someone would have said. Like, name me a track. Like, name me three tracks off of either of those soundtracks. I'll bet he doesn't even know them. I think he just thought that would be an interesting answer. I, I think it's he saw it, he definitely he definitely saw it on Pinterest and thought it was like the way to go. He's like, oh, this is all over this this Pinterest account. I think is really really deep. His high oh, school you- choir <laughs> went to Broadway once, and it just no, changed no, his no. life. It, it was a result of him wearing the mask. He was just mm. watching Phantom of the Opera the whole time that he was forced to wear that mask. That's, you had to have known, uh, Cavs fans, you had to have known that Kyrie was like this, right? Yeah, I think oh, we I, always did. Yeah. And, like, we never really yeah. liked this part of him. It was just like I think, LeBron was so loud that he didn't get a chance to be annoying that often. So I actually think it, it shows the difference between, like, the media around the Cavs and the media around Boston. Because, like... I've, Kyrie would have some low-key weird qu- quotes in Cleveland, and they'd just kind of get like brushed under the rug. Like <laughs> journalists would kind of do him a favor, like, "Yeah, we'll we'll just go with the LeBron quote instead." <laughs> and then, but then in Boston, it's like anything he says, they like run with, like it's like the deepest, just most profound wisdom. Like, oh, Kyrie <laughs> said this. This is just wonderful. Like, you know, it's like he Kyrie can come out literally tomorrow and and. Proclaim. I, I don't. I don't even. What you can proclaim that's weirder than any of the stuff he said. But like, I, I'm they'll more all about- just back it up. Like, well, it's just because you know he, he's a deep thinker and you know he sees things differently. And oh, look at this mid range jumper. It's yeah. exactly what he wanted. <laughs> like exactly. in a lot of ways, like what's so interesting about him is like with when he's with the media, he just like filibusters. Like, but like in ways where it sounds like he's reading from a script that he was supposed to memorize from like it, it's a Charlie B-level Day. movie. It's Charlie Day and Always Sunny. Like, <laughs> well, Birdlaw. Yeah, Birdlaw. <laughs> he doesn't Shall really, he doesn't a hundred percent know where he's going at the beginning of his sentence. Then that's what it is. It's Michael Scott. Like sometimes I'll just start a sentence and I don't really know where I'm going with it. Hey, I mean, we've, we've had a uh, moderately successful podcast following that model. So I can't hate it too much. <laughs> <laughs> that's not wrong. <laughs> You like how I stared this plot to Kyrie, though? Just fits into Cavs fans all day. Still tweeting about Kyrie despite the fact that he's gone now. Just perfect. It, it fills my soul, guys. It, it does. Like, can, def- can you even mo- can you even like criticize that? Because all you guys have tweeted about is Westbrook <laughs> since Durant left. Like, it, like it's like when you end up start starting to date a girl and like she still talks about her ex a lot. So you just feel obligated to yeah, listen. Listen, that. listen. We're dating Steph though, so it's not KD. That's a, that's the thing. See, we're with Steph. So, like, with KD, I, you know, I think if you were to track the amount of tweets in any game about KD for Warriors fans uh, and compare it to Steph or even anyone else, like, even when Steph's not playing, I think I think it would still be a higher volume 
or even Westbrook. Like, I think we tweet more about Westbrook than KD, even during. I would agree. Games, That's which what's is, so well, unacceptable. That. I've been on the. I've been on the. I've been on the we need to appreciate KD bandwagon the last couple of weeks because okay, he's I've, just been, he's been absurd. Yeah, but and like it's it, like you're still talking yourself into it. Let's be honest. <laughs> and that's still a result of that. people getting on you for not appreciating. <laughs> yeah, definitely him. no one ever blows you up about that. But what, <laughs> what what bothers me about you pretending like we're Kyrie obsessed is like if anything like we are like jilted lovers like we've earned it. You are obsessed with your best friend's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's so many degrees of separation to get you to your Russ hate. It's alarming. Well, you want to know what it really comes down oh, to God. is it, it comes down to Russ is the manifestation of every Steph critic. He just is like literally every old player you have to hear say like, oh, I just why don't they just guard stuff? Why don't they just guard him instead of letting him take shots? You know, like Oscar Robertson and stuff like that. And like this kind of like obsession with like, oh, do you see how hard he dunked it? He's clearly the better player or like how high he jumps. So it is a little infuriating when like, you know, Katie comes to the team. Obviously, both him and Steph, like, it's, you know, less shots each of them. So they, they have less video game numbers. And then I have to hear about Russell Westbrook, yeah, you know, going, oh, he had a triple double. And it's tweeted out there and, like, conveniently leave out the eight for 32 shooting and the loss, you know? But, I, I oh, love those creative double. graphics. Like the, the <laughs> rookie Lonzo and the rookie LeBron one, where it just ignored points and field goal percentage. That that made my heart so happy. But I like that this podcast has gone exactly how everyone would have predicted. Yeah. We've already touched on Kyrie. We've touched on Westbrook. Barely talked I, about I mean, our own teams. Yeah, we've, we've barely talked about our own teams. All I really have to say about Westbrook is it's nice that we do have him to unite us in hate. Um, from from my perspective, it's because Russ drove KD into the arms of the Warriors. Um, for you, it's because you have to... As Carter said, you have to go against your best friend's ex-girlfriend. Losing hey, your you, mind. You like how Sam has no comment? You like how it's silent from Sam now? Because no, Sam, right. I'm, I'm just, I'm just not with it. Also, it's I would like to note that you have some burden. Oh, we had to listen to someone else praise someone else <laughs> while our team was rattled off the most like ridiculous playoff run we've ever seen. You poor you know, thing. I just it's 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 a basketball philosophical issue. Like I can I can I it, it bothers me. It's like there's no argument that he's in the same tier as player as Steph, and I have to listen to this. And like every time I turn on my TV, I have to watch this great highlight of Russ like jumping over his teammates for rebounds, and it's supposed to be impressed or something. You know, it's like it, meanwhile, like they they're going to win forty five games again and lose in the first round, maybe in the second round. Congratulations, you know, like it's 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 just driving content for the sake of it instead of like focusing on what's what actually works and what is actually effective. Yeah, I get it. And like, I, I've been like, I'm much more ambivalent about the rust thing than you, you three. And I, I've mostly been pressed into being a hater because I want Paul George. <laughs> I, well, I don't I've think been, you need to I've worry about that. He's being, right he's being, he's being, he's, there's no way he's staying at OKC. It's Here's just my, a question. How of much are the you trade at, deadline? How much? Because obviously you're not scared about the Cavs at all right now. 
uh, in a final series. Like, how much does a trade for Paul George where the Cavs don't give up a rotation piece, like, does that move the needle for you in a significant way? Or are you still just like, you know, like, fuck it. Oh, it has anyway. to. Oh, it has I to. Think like, it, I think it would move the needle much more next year just because, like, if he comes over, he's going to make him better now. But, like, there's no way he can fully integrate and reach his prime potential next to LeBron. In, Does he need to? In three, in three months. I think he kind of needs to for them to actually beat the Warriors, though. That's you know? true. I mean, he, he obviously, if he goes there, he makes them better, even if, like, you know, through 25 games, they, they haven't figured out their chemistry 100%, which there's no way they will, right? No. But, um, I, would, yeah, it would, would still need he's some always, luck. He's always given the Warriors some problems. Like, I mean, he's the type of player you'd want to play against them. Uh, and he's not going to give the Warriors problems as the best player on the opposing team. But next to LeBron, he wouldn't have to be. He'd just be the defensive stopper and the second scorer. I mean, yeah, he's, his he's, a perfect, for creating, he's a perfect player. His penchant for creating deflections and, like, we yeah. know he leads the league in steals or a second or something like that. <laughs> but, like, his ability to just, like, to fuck with passing lanes is really, really important against the Warriors because, I mean, in a lot of ways, like, you, I mean, we know what the game plan is for the Warriors. You don't turn the ball over. You make sure they turn the ball over and you hope to survive on defense on the possessions you don't turn them over and george is one of the rare guys who can get away with gambling against that team for steals and still get back and close out like even when he's one of the few and he's one of the few guys who can honestly guard kd and steph like they're gonna they're gonna get they're gonna get theirs from time to time but like He's. I honestly feel like he's given them more problems than Kawhi Leonard has, and well, I'm not he's saying enormous. he's a better defender than he's tall. Yeah, I'm not saying he's a better, but I mean he can he can play up to the you know first team all defensive level. Like whether he yeah. does it on an every game basis, up for debate, but he can absolutely do it in a playoff series. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's the kind of person like if you're building a defender to throw at KD, he kind of fits the profile. He's strong. Uh, he's got really long arms. He's tall. Because, like, I do think a lot of these, like, supposed KD stoppers, even, like, someone like Kawhi, who, you know, he's only, like, 6'7". Like, that's, that extra inch or two matters I mean, he's got a abnormally, lot. I mean, he's, he's, he's got, like, a 7'3 wingspan and some oven mitt hands. Yeah, like, he's got a lot so. of tools. But I do think that the extra, the extra inch or two of just, like, occupying KD's airspace goes a really long way. And, like, obviously, like, you'd rather have Kawhi than Paul George. That's, like, but, like, I do think George is specifically very well equipped to bother the Warriors on the defensive end. And that's something the Cavs couldn't do, like, even a little bit last year. Sure. And then LeBron, LeBron's best matchup has always been, you know, guarding Draymond, kind of, like, mess with the whole pivot of their whole system. Um, you don't want him chasing KD around anyway. So, no. I mean, it makes, obviously, if you could, if you could, you know, draw up like the ideal player to put next to LeBron to go against the Warriors would be someone like Paul George. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so this is an argument we've had as well. And just to extend the conversation a little bit, like Justin has always been, has been very much on team. Go get Mark Gasol if he's cheap. Are, mm -hmm. are, does that move the needle oh, for one. you? Yeah, definitely. No, so. <laughs> no. Andy, no. Andy, you have the floor. Please. 
I mean, I'll, I'll provide the counter after. But I mean, it's, ahead, it, it depends what lineup you're playing, right? So if you're playing Marcus All at the five, I mean, you guys throw me a lineup that that's going to happen hypothetically, I guess. I mean, that Lou would play. Something you could probably do there, especially against the Warriors, is you pretty much split your center minutes between Love and Gasol, right? Where you don't play them together that much, um, and you can play, right. you know, something like Wade, Jr., Crowder, LeBron at the four, and then Gasol at the five. I think that's something that kind of works. Uh, yeah, I I guess maybe I'm just I th- I'm thinking of it defensively, and and this is from a guy that is supposedly one of the def- best defenders in the league, right? But that was a couple of years ago. At this point, I think he's kind of like to the point where when you, if you're playing against the Warriors, it just it won't matter as much unless you're playing like Marcus Saul and Tristan Thompson at the same time, where you can crash the boards. But then it's like, do you want to play that because you? Can't, you don't. You don't. Well, I mean, have Tr- Tristan would be that'd traded be my, for Gasol. Okay. Be my well, then even I mean, because that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, well, you want to you want to play those two, but if there's no Tristan Thompson, then I mean, like you're saying, you want then you want to split up Love and Gasol. Then it's one of the, both of the five is bad because then for me, in a playoff series in the NBA Finals where minutes start to count, uh, where the Warriors aren't bullshitting around and running that um, that like off ball crap. Minutes. Yeah, they're running pick and rolls only now, which is what they did in game five of last year in that fourth quarter where they ran straight 12 minutes straight of pick and rolls. Now, let's say they do that and you extrapolate that across a whole game or even multiple games, then it starts to get ugly, especially in a series that, I mean, the Cavs want to run, right? They're not going to slow it down too, which I think they should, but they don't. And then, so you're asking the guy to run and he's not able to guard the pick and rolls for guys against like Steph or KD or whatever. Then it starts to me get a little ugly. I personally would rather see Anthony Davis, obviously, or Paul George. I think well, that's, I mean, that's, huge a, ad, that's but, a given. Like, it, it, yeah, Anthony but Davis. But Gasol doesn't do Gasol. anything for me. That, so, that's well, the but thing. that's my thing. If you get Gasol, you do kind of have to make that wholesale change to play a slower tempo. Um, which is they probably have, better. It's which better, is, but which, are they going to do it? <laughs> well, but that's I mean, a different that's, issue. If you get, if you get him... You play at his tempo. LeBron can play at that tempo. I mean, he can play. LeBron's going to play. That's LeBron's going to play. At his that's, tempo. that's that's how he likes to play. He likes to play yeah. that slow down basketball. He's, he's a little more deliberate. Um, I think actually, even if you go Gasol and LeBron at the four and the five, that'd give the Warriors a lot of problems if you're willing to actually commit to playing slow down basketball. Because, the, like you said, if you're going to try to run with them, the Warriors will go small versus it. And Marcus All, like, I mean, he's just going to be gasping for air at mid court because he can't keep up, right? You, right. you can't do that. But yeah, theoretically, he would be a talent upgrade in he, putting him with LeBron to slow down type of thing would cause some headaches for the Warriors, particularly since particularly if they if they didn't turn the ball over much. That's the Warriors main counter to teams who try to slow it down is to just cause, you know, cause chaos and try to get them in transition. Right. Marcus Hall doesn't turn it over very much. LeBron mixed bag, but he can definitely walk in and not turn it over very much. Um, I do think it could be a problem, but like, yeah, if you look for it this way, if you get Paul George, you don't have to change the way you play at all. You just get a huge upgrade on the wing. If you get Marcus all, you have to kind of retool your whole philosophy. Hashtag which why might not both. Not, it, which, which <laughs> might not be, which might not even be the worst idea, right? Like, cause it, outrunning the Warriors is just, it, it's, it's kind of a, a fool's errand. That's kind of why I don't buy Houston. Right. So. Yeah, I think the we're, turnovers we're, we're thing matters more Houston than pace. Thing. Like, is that is it that does, wrong to but say? But the faster the 
No, 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 it goes hand in hand though, because the faster you play, the more likely your opponent is to turn it over, and the less those turnovers matter. Because if the Warriors get like 110 possessions, them turning it over 20 times doesn't matter nearly as much as if it's like a 90 possession game, right? Yeah. So it's mostly about like they they want to play fast because like over give them enough possessions, they're gonna outshoot you. You know. And they score like so. 1.5 points per round, like per possession on in transition. Like they're also amazing at that specific. It's not just sure. a, a, a possessions game. It's well, they're it gets, better well, it gets, at that it gets, kind it gets of them easy, It gets them easier shots too. Yeah. Like yeah, trying to track stuff in transition, he's going to get an open look, right? And then KD and I mean, we've all seen it. I don't need to go through it again. So. Hey, Chase Down listeners, listen up. The Cavaliers may not care about the regular season, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't. If you love fantasy basketball, then you need to try my new favorite app, Draft. It's daily fantasy basketball, but it's not like the other guys. On Draft, you play in real-life snake drafts with other people, just like in your season-long league. Here's how it works. It's a draft that lasts for just one night, and there's no management. Just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple minutes. You can join one right now. And the best part? You can play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start at just $1, so you don't have to be Dan Gilbert if you want to buy your way in. There's no salary caps, and you can play in a real live snake draft, just like the one you play in with your friends in a season-long league. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app at any time. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes. Or you can play right from your computer on Draft.com. Whatever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But if you want that, you're going to have to use our promo code, the Chase Down. That's the Chase Down, one word. That's right. You can play a real money game for free just for using our promo code, the chase down one word on your first deposit on draft. We, we just at this point in the Cavs Warriors like rivalry is. Do you even get excited about the regular season matchups anymore? Like they're, they're I'm actually all- kind of hyped for Christmas because Steph will be out, so we'll at least get like it's just going to be. A, I would be surprised if both KD and LeBron don't each take 25 shots. Like it's going to be, it's going to be a throwbackish game in the sense of like. It, it, they'll both it, it'll they'll both be going one on one at each other most likely for a majority of the game. So that'll just be fun in terms of like, well, you don't get to see the two best small fours in the league go at each other like that every day. I get it. And, and if Draymond is out, like it doesn't really matter if you're missing your starting point guard and power forward in in a game, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, if, if the Warriors lose, I'm just going to say that they don't care till April. So, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is like you don't I, I think you still get hyped for the game because one, the talent level is still super high, even with people out Two, these teams don't really like each other. And there's a ton of history. 
And that's just fun no matter what happens, Yeah, even if the stakes are low. What I do think you kind of – we have to have learned to stop doing is trying to take a ton away from these games. Uh, no, definitely. There's there's, just a, I mean, it's just different. It's just too different. It's like a different sport. And actually, I kind of think with the amount of people out for Christmas, um, that'll be the case. Like, no one's going into the Christmas game thinking this is a preview of what's happening in the finals. You know, Steph's out. Isaiah Thomas is out. I mean, that's, you know, two of the four best players between the two teams or something like that, right? So it, it's going to be more just like it'll be a fun game to watch Steph – or sorry, KD and LeBron go to each other and kind of see who else turns up, but no one's going to – no one's going to look at it and be like, aha, and how we know, you know, how yeah. it's going to look L- in the finals. Last year, people went, aha, in a way right. that was because, problematic. Because everyone, everyone was there. Yeah, everyone except was JR, I think. But that was like, I think Ligon started that game, which was weird. Yeah. Well, he, he started like 20 games for them. It was, that year was weird. Very weird. Every year is weird with the Cavs. That's just how it is. So actually, that was what I was going to ask you guys. We find it relative. Well, me. I find it the last couple weeks have been boring. You guys don't, right? At least not this season so far. I'd say LeBron's the MVP so far, so it's not been boring, right? Yeah, well, it's really interesting because I the Nets pick is actually this beautiful gift and curse that allows me to get really excited about the whole league because every night I'm, like, checking to see who's winning and losing and watching scores and, like, tracking, like, the process, progress of that pick. And then, like, like, oh, it's a good night for Charlotte tonight. Like, it's embarrassing. Oh, yeah. Song Oh, you just I was been actually looking at it. The, net, the Nets are like one game away from having the eleventh pick, and one game away from having like the first pick. Yeah, like, it's, it's really not far off. Down there. Uh, <laughs> but from a Cavs perspective, I think it's been fun. One because they're not losing. Like they just lost twice the second time since November 9th. So that's been like super fun. And then I think the Celtics winning as much as they are have like made me kind of care about the regular season again in a way that I didn't in years past, just because, like, you know, the idea of, like, everyone crowned the Celtics team as, like, this clear best team and like or, like, as this real challenger to the Cavs because of that streak, and then the Cavs answered back with a 13-game streak of their own. It's just been fun, and, like, watching LeBron play like this with such control has been great, and then it's just interesting. Like, I think the bench really changed the way i've watched this season like Dwayne wade is so fun jeff green is weirdly so fun uh and corver like fully integrated alongside lebron because you kind of talked about that with paul george was like like it told you you don't think it will happen right away and i agree because like you look at how different corver looks with the Cavs this year than last year and it's just like their their usage of him has totally changed because he 100% knows what LeBron needs him to do. And that's just kind of the way it works with LeBron. Like, it's kind of his way or the highway, like, for better or worse. Well, it's it's no different than anything else. Like, whether it's, like, Warriors-related where they play through a system and, like, obviously the more guys are in the system, the more natural specific cuts and like where you're going to get the ball is. It's the same thing with LeBron. Like the more you play with him, the more you're, you're hyper aware of like where to cut off ball, where he can make a pass to. And then in his case, like he knows exactly when Corver is going to get to certain spots. So, I mean, that continuity, that's, that's just a standard basketball thing. Obviously with LeBron, it, it, it kind of shines through to a different level because he's, you know, the elite, elite player. It also shines but, through because he's so uncompromising though. 
Like, he's not going to let you do what you want if what you want doesn't align with what he wants. Like, it's not sure. it's not up to you how you're going to play with him. Shout out, Kyrie. <laughs> I mean, in a lot I of ways. Wrong? Am I like, wrong in saying that they're like, it, the Cavs seem just, I don't know, a lot happier this year, too. Well, they're winning. Is it just purely like the fact that they rattled off like 14 of 15 or something like that? It's, it's that and having depth. Like, I think... In the past, they were sick. Like last season, as we said, the Christmas Day game, you had DeAndre Liggins starting at shooting guard. Uh, the backup point guard was Amon Shumpert. Uh, Richard Jefferson was like one of their only bench players. Like it, it was just a, it was a disaster for so. Uh, JR missed a ton of time. Kevin Love missed time. Uh, it took until February for them to get a backup point guard. And I like there's just less responsibility. Like the Cavs are better this season with LeBron on the bench than they are on the court. And that's a testament to how well the bench has played. And and that's something he hasn't really had where uh, he can like it can be a tight game. And then when he checks back in, all of a sudden uh, the Cavs are up 15 or or like tonight where the Cavs are down 20 and all of a sudden like Dwayne Wade in the bench makes it a, a two point game or they actually got the lead there for a second. So like, it's just a totally different dynamic that hasn't been there before in the past. Um, so I, I think that plus the winning is the real reason why they seem to have more fun this year. Yeah. It's like in a lot of ways you have someone like, I don't know how you don't get this stress and this like tension when every time LeBron sits, you go from up 20 to up three, like every single time. Like, I feel like that just you have to start like resenting each other. Yeah, it like, starts wearing on it you. It just yeah. sucks. Like, it's a bad energy of like, OK, let's survive for three minutes. Like there have been times this season a lot, actually, where I'm sitting and watching and I and I see LeBron go to check in and I'm like, damn it. Like bench had a good rhythm. Like I would have liked to see them ride them a little longer. Like, I've never felt like that. Except for tonight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, for the most part, like, you just, like, it just changes the energy around the team. But I really do think it's all winning. Like, if they, if they when they were five and seven, it certainly wasn't a happy-go-lucky team. I will, no, I will say that compared to, to LeBron, that's actually how Warriors fans are. Because uh, the Warriors actually have struggled even with KD on the floor. And even with KD on the floor with Clay, and even sometimes KD with Clay with Draymond, like that's the craziest part. They would run those lineups earlier this season and even last year, and those guys, I mean, not struggle to where like they go down by like ten, you know? What I mean, not like that. Like struggle to where like they, it, they the game would stay about the same, where they lose a couple points off the lead, um, which is kind of like you're looking at it. You're like, well, it, it's Durant, it's Draymond and it's clay, or it's two out of the three guys. That doesn't make sense. So that makes warriors fans even more like, I mean that plus that you miss out on Steph's shooting or just like the, the theatrics. Right. So all that requ- the, allows warriors fans to resent <laughs> when Steph isn't on the floor. It's not because they're playing a lot worse. It's just that they're not up by 20, yeah. which is like, I would say the steroided version of the way that you guys feel when LeBron sits, um, which allows Warriors fans to say, hey, you know what? I'm just not going to watch these next last two weeks of basketball or the next week of basketball because, well, Steph isn't playing. So there's no point for me, unless you're Sam, who likes hipster 88 to 85 games. I think I think you're crazy. I think it's been compelling. (laughs) I think it's been I think it's just been fun. I don't know. I can confirm that it hasn't been. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it, it hasn't been. 
What what do you guys make of the Rockets? Like I, I know Sam kind of alluded to it earlier that he just doesn't buy this team. Um, just he he doesn't believe in them because of the. I don't believe in them versus the Warriors. <laughs> right, we'll but like, how about we'll do it both ways? Because are I they the I'll, biggest threat in the West though? Like in in terms of like making it a series. Well, he thinks that the Celtics are a bigger threat to the Warriors than the Rockets. So we can spin it to you guys as well, right? Because I think that's hilarious. Not close. Yeah, I think it's not close. The Rockets are playing unbelievably well, but not even that. They just have a lot more talent and more proven talent. It might not be proven to where they've made the finals, but it's proven to the point like these guys can play. How many games do you need to watch James Harden or Chris Paul throw up on themselves versus the Warriors? Bro, yeah, is like 16 years old. Andy, get your head out of your ass. Those two have, haven't played well in the playoffs. Al Horford is going to carry Boston. <laughs> he's a new he's a new man he's a new man he's got, he's that, Brad, he's got that brad stevens magic um, got on the juice he's now averaging eight boards a game might as well be 30 basically bill russell he, he went from rebounding like a shooting guard to a small forward i'm very happy for him paul paul just added you to say to talk about james harden's true shooting presented against the warriors in the, in the postseason uh you know, it's interesting about Sam being like in on the Celtics. I think in like, I talk to Jacob Greenberg all the time. Shouts to the, to the man. Uh, but I think you guys like have Kyrie PTSD. I think he like, 100%. I think he like fucked you guys up a little bit. So like, like in a way oh, that's totally. like, he's obviously amazing and like perfectly suited to beat the Warriors. Like when he's playing next to LeBron and yeah, like LeBron is there, a, yeah. a perfect team, but like, I don't think he's there like on his own. Like, I think he'll give you yeah, fits, like, but like, it, cause Boston, like with Gordon Hayward, okay, maybe I'd get the argument and like, I'd view them as a legitimate threat if they had Hayward, but like Hayward now will be back it, by the playoffs. Mark, my now it's, it's, you're the worst. It's Kyrie. It's Horford who falls apart in the playoffs. And then it's a bunch of guys that aren't old enough to vote for Trump. Like it's, <laughs> it's, I just, which is why they still, they still like him there. <laughs> Like, Who knew I, we I, had the I, more racist versions of, of Light Years? Who knew we had them on today? That's perfect. <laughs> it, it's it's the multi-year group chat we've had running. But, like, honestly, in the East, I would not be surprised if, like, Toronto, Washington, or Milwaukee knocked off the Celtics in the second round. I agree. All right, with, with the caveat of health. So, um, sure. I'm, they, I they already don't, I just don't know why you... I just don't know why you would buy any of those teams to beat Boston. Like they said, Washington, Washington, Washington is Horford. So, so the, the way I feel about Chris Paul or James Harden, you guys have every right to feel about Horford because we've seen, like we've seen this rodeo against the Cavs where Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love and LeBron just basically, you just knock him out of the way and he gets two rebounds a game. Uh, but like, I'm not worried about that half thing versus versus Marcin Gortat. You know, I'm not worried about that half thing. I'm not worried about that happening versus uh, Jonas uh, Valanciunas. You know, like it's um, I, th- those are t- let me put it this way: Washington 
no team have I soured on more than Washington, like the ultimate studio gangster squad. Like <laughs> the, the, the next time they win a big game will be the first time they win a big game. So, um, but I, at the I'm same not, time, Washington almost beat Boston last year. And that was probably a deeper and four better team. Different no. starters. No, that was definitely not a better team than this year. There's okay, no, listen, they're playing Jason Brown and Jason Tatum. Like, they're great now. We're not even halfway through the season. I, I'm tr- I've been trying to hammer this point in, guys. You got to help me. Like this offense just- matters. Offense matters, Sam. And Boston has a mediocre, very average offense. With Jason Tatum being the best shooter in league history, which isn't going to last. With Jalen Brown shooting. Yeah, but guns- LeBron, LeBron, Stomper, Marcus Morris will be healthy by then. Oh God. <sighs> I, I don't know. I helped. think they have. I think they have enough bodies. I think. I, first off, Washington has no depths. So the, I mean, Mike Scott will shoot. Mike Scott's like in the ninety-seven percentile as a spot-up shooter this season. Oh, he has. He has been. He has been hitting everything. That's true. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'm not buying any of those teams beating beating Boston in the playoffs. I completely I buy Cleveland taking them six player. or less. That's what it comes but, down to. I believe in young players come playoffs, especially. Like maybe as like your fifth most important player, but if Al Horford slips at all in the playoffs, like as great as Kyrie is, and Kyrie can steal a series, um, like I'm not saying definitely steal a game or two, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, no, I'm saying against those teams, like against Washington, can steal a series. Same with Toronto. Um, I'm not saying that it would be a lock that those teams would beat them. I wouldn't be surprised if any of those teams beat them though, because when you're relying on those young guys who are going to struggle a little bit in the playoffs more than likely. I just, I just don't see, I don't see that team having success this season. I forget who was talking about it, um, but they were talking about, I think it was someone in this pod right now was talking about how like frustrating it is to see people like go flying at like Marcus smart pump fakes. And then (laughs) someone else talked about how, you know, in the regular season, you're just not let that locked in. So you see a guy like getting ready to launch confidently. So you just go flying. And that makes sense. And that doesn't and in happen the playoffs, in the playoffs. You're thinking, yeah, it at just least doesn't by the happen. Third, by the third game, you know who to guard and who not to guard. And, and that's what I think is going to happen with the Celtics. Is I, I mean, we see it every year. Like Al Horford is not going to get a bunch of easy threes where the guy doesn't bother to close out. Like that's why we, I think, in general. I typically prioritize a good offense over a good defense in the playoffs because the easy shots you can generate to to kind of keep your offense afloat when you don't when you're an average offense those go away and teams are just going to completely ignore Marcus Smart and if Marcus Smart okay. beats them then cool but they're it's gonna be he's gonna be more harmful than he is right now. So I just I just got a Jason Kidd quote from after the game for why Milwaukee won't be a threat. He told his players to miss a free throw up three on purpose. He told them that because he was scared of a four point play (laughs) with 1.9 left. Fireable (laughs) offense. So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Milwaukee. Milwaukee has all the talent to challenge in the East, maybe in a year, but it's just not going to happen with Jason Kidd. They need to. They need to <clears throat> fire kid and like hire Fizdale. <laughs> yeah. Hey, by I mean, the way, I like I like that. Last. I'm gonna rough off, riff off that real quick because I, I like that point because it pertains to the Warriors about the defense in the playoffs. Uh, the Warriors struggled to score uh, 
three years ago and then two years ago Steph got hurt which is why I'm, I'm still a little depressed that we never got to see his MVP form in that postseason but they struggle to score running that motion offense in the postseason because guys aren't going to get back at so easily so you don't see so many of those dunks um so that actually worked against the Warriors in those years um and in 2015, you know, they had they made it all the way. They struggled, though, through a couple of series. And then they had the weird 2015 <laughs> NBA Finals. And then in 2016, Steph got hurt. So everything got thrown out the window. And then in t- and then last year, or well, earlier this year, they had KD. So they kind of solved all those problems. So it is kind of, you know, I know you started the pod, Justin, with the fact that every game between the Cavs and the Warriors has been an asterisk on it. But it does, it does ring kind of true that uh, it was never able to see like the Warriors at full strength running that offense in the finals. And, and you know, that's, that's kind of to that point, like they were never able to do that. Now they don't have to like, now it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I I mean, it's a bummer because they were really damn fun. And like, obviously I can't like fake too much sympathy and outrage because (laughs) I enjoyed winning a title. And I, I mean, at the end of the day, Steph being hurt, was the reason that this team was able to come together and is going to result in just a ton of titles. So I think it's only fair that him being hurt results in, in the Cavs <laughs> winning at least one title. I think and doing it by three, one, <laughs> I think it was always the thing that I think disappoints me about the Durant edition, like specifically with regards to the rivalry was that why well, the main thing is that it's harder to win, but the second thing is that it just felt like this like war for like basketball soul. Like we had the motion offense against the ISO offense. We had the three point shooter, Steph, who like was breaking all these archetypes. And then LeBron, who, you know, was the more traditional wing superstar. We had the Silicon Valley, you know, like perfectly constructed team against like, LeBron is the GM. Like, it just felt like we had all these, like, great, like, parallel, like, these great <laughs> things that were, like, diametrically opposed between those two teams. Steph truly is light years. He's a ring chaser that doesn't have to leave. Like, recruiting <laughs> Iggy, recruiting Durant. Like, it's all, and then it's going to be like Anthony Davis. All he has to do is hug them at midcourt. Nice. Listen, there's something to be said about him not being LeBron. He doesn't kick people off his team. He doesn't make it impossible to like him. <laughs> right? He doesn't impose his will. He's accepting of everyone. Really, really, what Steph should be is the model for America. He really just <sighs> accepts everyone, oh God. no matter what, allows them to come together joyous, right? That's that's the point of the Warriors. They're fun. They have fun. They're I don't fun. know. I don't know what country you're living in right now, but <laughs> um, saying, that, that sounds like a good place. You should be the model. Um, hey, do you guys want to hit grievances as the last part? Do you guys want to yeah, hit Carter, grievances? Carter, you take the lead here. We're, we're going to do a Festivus uh, tribute and, and yeah. air some grievances. Although this podcast has basically been an airing of grievances. <laughs> yeah, well, you know... For those that don't know, we pretty much have a pretty consistent running uh, group group DM with uh, our good friend Damon Rangula as well, uh, where we just shoot the shit. And I think part of that level is in there that tweets on yeah. my timeline. Yeah, part of that level of exposure is uh, a bit of an over familiarity. And in honor of the Christmas season, uh, it's also festivus season. And with that in mind, I thought that we would have a little bit of a airing of grievances because I've got a lot of problems with you people and now you're going to hear about it. <laughs> Justin, would you like to start us off? Um, I, I already touched on it a little bit, but Sam, my God, 
like going from oh Kevin Love can't play against the Warriors, so they have to get rid of him, and then all of a sudden uh, oh Kyrie, they, they would be better off with Delhi. The way that you have that logic, and then you go, yeah, Horford, Horford is the key. Horford is the key to Boston. Like, come on, man. Like, you you'll rip on certain guys for being liabilities in the playoffs, but you don't talk about the six ten center that can't rebound. Come on, man, Sam. Oh, you go to someone else next. Uh, <laughs> that got thrown off there. Sam, Sam I'm really disappointed. I should have mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but Sam really came unprepared to this podcast. He said that he was too sober to air grievances. And this is the Leverage the Chat Network, and sobriety should not be tolerated. 100%. Well, I'm getting over a cold right now. I don't know if my voice. So I was going to do through, I was going to do grievances. Oh, by the way, Sam is Fendiari flu game. By the way, one of his <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought we were going to do grievances on the overall NBA, but since we're doing each other, I, of course, I, of course, I came prepared. Drag me. Um, I was just going to do like you know some NBA stuff, but if you guys want it for yourselves, that's fine with me. So you you explore the space how you want. Do do it however you want. Do oh yeah, I, want. if I have the floor, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for it. So so when we juxtapose the difference between we talk about the golden state warriors and the cleveland cavaliers a lot of the times i've seen i've read i've heard that hey we've got the fair weather ben ragan fans from golden state right the bay area it goes down to la really it's kind of like a west coast thing it's you know if you're not you know if you're not from uh it doesn't place smell where you live yeah you know you guys aren't true americans so so here we have we have justin and carter true you would think True Americans, right? These guys <laughs> are, are from Winnipeg. <laughs> that, that's my point. That's my point. I knew you were going there. I knew you were going there the whole goddamn time. <laughs> so we got to hear all day about about these guys who shovel snow out of their backyard. These guys, you know, pick corn, right? They they literally they they go down the street and they're they're picking it and they, they work, right? They they don't go to school. Like these guys work hard. They're living trailers. <laughs> now I don't know where I'm going now. But yeah, who are you talking about now? <laughs> uh, I, I went, I went like ten different ways. But then you go ahead and meet Justin. You got Carter, and like, you know what? These guys, this guy's from Canada, and then we've got this other guy who's from. I'm just gonna say Carter that you're from New York, knowing that you're from Chicago. But it's like, <laughs> it's like, listen, like you guys can't be Cavs fans at this point. That's just that's not fair. You guys aren't real Americans. First mm. off, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. I live in Chicago, <laughs> so fail on your airing of grievance. <laughs> But sure, uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry about Columbus. Ohio, I'm, sorry about my, my bad. <laughs> I'm going to turn my grievances against my own co-host here uh, because I'm Justin, <coughs> since no, since December 14th, five days ago, you've tweeted about the Cavs defense 11 times. I've been 11 trying to see times, that Justin. Yeah, it's we get butchy. it. We get it. They're not good on defense. It's no no one's saying they're good. <laughs> you tweeted me about it today too. There, there are people that think that it's good and that the starters are fine and that there's not an issue. They haven't played any good offenses and just, Justin. Starters yeah, suck. listen, we know, we know, it's fine. I just, <laughs> I just don't want to hear fun. about it anymore. Justin, like. You've been interacting with egg abbies a little bit, like figurative egg abbies, a little too much for my liking recently. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, oh, of course, like, like fucking Cavs fan seventy four 
That's a pretty rude way to address Sam and Andy. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's my that's my Justin uh, grievance. Sam and Andy, I have a very specific grievance for you two. You losers. When when the AD article came out, was it today? Was it today the Anthony Davis article came out? You guys, independent of me, Justin, or Damon, just basically traded AD to the Warriors and just jerked (laughs) yourself off for like a half hour. And no one else else contributed for a second. And you guys are just sitting there so thrilled with yourselves about how it's going to happen. It was the worst conversation in the world. And I saved it just to make fun of you for this. It was awful. It was just it was just two people jerking each other off. Not a circle jerk, mind you, because we know that that's not possible with two people. Speaking of Andy satisfying other people, uh, Andy, do you want to share the screenshot you just posted? <laughs> I don't know if I can. Uh, I don't know if I can <laughs> say it um, out loud, but uh, yeah. Go to Andy's well. feet. Go to Andy <laughs> KH Lou. Oh God! Oh jeez. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll just say one, a couple of sentences. Regardless, no. Of small, <laughs> small. Okay. Anyway, I got made fun of being Asian for about the fiftieth time. So just another day, you know, during June when when the Warriors play the Cavs. You know, how, you guys know how it goes in the DMs. Sam, are you ready to uh, air a grievance, or are you just? Oh, I have a busy? specific grievance against Andy. Oh, oh okay. yes. Let's hear it. You know, I, I'm getting sick of this of the KD slander from you. I'm getting a little tired of it. It's like, I get it. You know, I I'm with you, Steph. If, if it was keeping one or the other, like Steph is Steph is above the Warriors franchise at this point. I'd trade Lake up and bring back like, you know, you can give us Dan Gilbert going, as long as we God. keep, keep Steph on this team. You know, like he, he means more to this area. He's reached like Kobe standup level here, but the Warriors have maybe the best player in the NBA. If not, he's on the short list of the best players in the NBA. He's been, average, he's been averaging 35, 10, and 8 with like four blocks a game. With Steph out, he's literally replaced both Steph and Draymond. And all you can do is complain that these <laughs> games aren't as exciting because they actually have to try. I, I, I'm just so confused by all this. Like, it's, it's be objective. At least give the guy some props. Listen, it's not like I have to cover the team anyway. There's no point being objective. I will say this. Um, in in following what a Kobe stand would do, Curry's got two rings, man. He'll always have one more. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, that was good. That's good. I think we got some good right, stuff we'll out cut it there. I think we got some good energy out on the grievances. And I think that's actually okay. going to ultimately be helpful for our relationships going forward. <laughs> And and to kind of smooth things out, guys, um, we we have a promo code for draft that you could use called it's the chase down, all one word, and um, and that's yeah, the only promo code does. possible. Yeah, that's the only pro promo code possible because like on draft, right, you stop recording. Eight. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's fine. That would have been perfect, Sam. You got you got to let him roll, man. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to like completely take over the this closing of the podcast. <laughs> no, that's good with me, man. You guys do whatever you want. <laughs> hey, and, Andy no. is the king of not giving a fuck. <laughs> I, I respect it. Like he, he truly. Have you guys a, been playing? Have you guys been playing draft? 
Justin plays most, it more than me because he actually he wins more than I do. I'm like I break even. Justin wins money. It's bullshit. Your boy's on a little bit of a cold streak. Uh, Paul Paul George shit the bed for me the other night. Yeah, his whole season functionally. <laughs> like when you, when you have that last pick and you're like, oh, it's like Paul George or Brandon Ingram, and you're just kind of sitting there like, well, I slander Ingram a lot, and Paul George has upside. But Russ thinks he's just spot up shooter, so it's oh, a tough yeah. decision. You, you can't touch Paul George for the next few weeks because it's not just until going he's into, on the Cavs. Not until he's on the Cavs. It's it's just oh, going God. into pure. He, they they're now running the uh, make Paul George Roberson again offense. <laughs> no, so. I do what I want. Would you guys like to briefly share your promo code, um, and then people can kind of people can make whatever choice they want. Just know that. Justin and I will be pretty upset if you go with yours. <laughs> right. If you want to make more money, <laughs> uh, betting on the Warriors, or not betting on the Warriors, picking players that are on the Warriors. Light years. Mm-hmm. See, I, and, I, that's Andy actually loses false money. He, Andy loses because he got Omri Caspi in the first round. <laughs> that's actually false advertising as well. Make more money <laughs> with your promo code than ours? That's horseshit. <laughs> That's well, we're, we're, in a po- we're, we're in a post. We're in a post facts. We're in a post facts. It's okay. Facts we can just go with that. Post facts, America, and that somehow slipping over to Canada, which you guys I've learned have a grievance with. Sure. But uh, this is probably a good time to wrap it up. Um, you guys did the intro, so we might as well close it. Um, to, to the listeners, remember support the podcast. Use promo code the chase down or light years if you feel. If you feel strongly about it, um, but most importantly, make sure that you guys are subscribing to both podcasts, both Light Years and the Chase Down. Leave a five star review, leave a rating, unsubscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. <laughs> Cook those numbers. Cook those numbers. Fix it like the Warriors have fixed the NBA. So, um, <laughs> the listeners for both podcasts, uh, we we both appreciate you guys a lot. Um, I'm sure we'll have more crossover pods in the future. Um, can, can, yeah. I, can I give a story? I don't even know what to do. <laughs> can I give a 10 second story as we go out, as we roll out of here? <laughs> sure. My best friend. Let's, since, end, on, let's end on an Andy story. <laughs> my best friend since middle school. By the way, all of you guys have your friends do this. He goes shopping. He goes to Target. He sees that there are iPhones everywhere. He jumps on the podcast app. He clicks in light years. He clicks subscribe on all 10 iPhones that are sitting here. So have all your friends do that at every single Target or Apple store that they go to, all right? That's all. I actually did that to but, my Uber driver on Saturday. He, um, <laughs> he, 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 he was talking my ear off about basketball. I was like, hey, you want to you check out a podcast? <laughs> and then and then he's like, he, he can't figure it out. So I just took the phone out of his hand and subscribed. So perfect. hopefully hopefully he picks you up next week and you hear your own voice, Andy. What we're, what we're trying to say is steal people's property. So uh, thanks to all our listeners and steal some property. <laughs> Later. Oh, 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 o